Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let me tell you something, Monty. This isn't my first rodeo, but I've never seen a beast as big and angry and hairy and unwieldy and multi-limbed as a son of a bitch. I've never seen a bull buck like that right out of the gates. Let me tell you, you could sedate this thing with a whole lot of bloody tranquilizers and it would keep on bucking for two hours, 20. It's coming at you the whole time as well. It doesn't keep its eyes off yet. It locks. It finds its target and it does not relent for two hours and 20 minutes. 20 hands high if it's an inch. This bull is an untamable beast. And horns made of diamonds. Hello and welcome along to the first episode ever of The Worst Idea of All Time featuring me, Guy Montgomery. And myself, Tim Bat. Um, we just watched Sex in the City 2 for the first time ever. So how about that? And we'll continue to do so for a calendar year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's running through your head right now, Guy? Tim, I'm a young boy on Christmas. There's a gift under the tree with my name wrapped... It's, it's wrapped up, it's got my name on it. It's actually also got your name on it. I'm not mm. used to getting co-joint gifts, but that's what's happening right now. Yeah. I unwrap it. It's shiny and new and diamante. That's a rhinestone gift I've just opened up, Tim. Yeah. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> it's like the excitement of a gift. It was. It was so thoroughly enjoyable. We were giddy. Positively giddy at the start. Right through, like, pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> right, to, sounds, right to about the hour and a half mark it I'd sounds, say yeah, this, is, this is the thing is It sounds so stupid to complain about the length of the movie Because we knew about the length of the movie Everyone I've spoken to about the movie Has mentioned the length of the movie Yeah um, You know I believe but Like I said to you while it was on You know We knew what it was in terms of numbers You know it was numbers on a page Two hours twenty v- I believe Written I, as I quote former Arizona Cardinals coach Dennis Green After their team completely capitulated Against the Chicago Bears uh, Outfit I believe featuring a ph- Phenomenal piece of return work by Devin Hester He said The Bears are who we thought they were Sex in the City 2 is What we thought it is It's um it did, So in some ways it did not disappoint it but in other ways, it disappointed enormously because, you know, like watching Grown Ups One, everyone tells you what to expect, and you still hold out hope that for some reason they were all lying look, to you. Look, there's a good movie in there. There is a there's, movie in there's there. There's a movie in there. There's a movie in there, which is a nice change of pace. There's actors and acting and music. 
There's a um. There's questionable editing. There's a terrible script. I oh, look. You can't. <laughs> I'm coming in too don't negative pour too it all, early. Don't pour it on Sex and City. A lot of time and effort and money, especially money, went into making this film. We put this off for as long as humanly possible. We were drip feeding out episodes of Q and A's. We were like, "Yep, that's an episode." We did the um the the watch of uh, Grown Ups one. Yep, that'll bide our time this for another is, week online. We've just opened up the most disgusting can of worms. Horrible it's and rancid. Wriggling all over your body. Your, um, your thighs are covered in worms. But like, you're right. There is, You've got a tapeworm. There's a mo- <laughs> I'm moving on from the film, Tim. I'm really worried about you. You're itching your ass on the whole movie. You've got a massive tapeworm in you. One of my flatmates bought worming tablets because we've got so many cats around this house that aren't ours. We can't keep track of them. <laughs> it's real weird. We used to, when I was a kid, mum used to give us our worming tablets with honey. She'd crush them up and put them in with a spoonful of honey. I don't think I've ever eaten a worming tablet in my life. Haven't you? I don't think so, no. Have you had worms? Well, no. <laughs> I, I assume you if could, I did, I would have a you tablet. You could have had worms your whole... You've got, a vor, you've got a voracious appetite. Don't you get an itchy asshole though? Yeah. If you got worms? Have you ever had an itchy asshole, Tim? Well, you know, like once or twice briefly, but not for an extended period. What? You mean to tell me in your entire life, once or twice fleetingly you've had an itchy asshole, but other than that, it's all smooth sailing for the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, things I are pretty good. I envy you. I've had an itchy asshole. <laughs> How long? I, I don't know. Not like long. Like over a day, maybe once in my life, it's been a recurring motif in the day. Did you ever find out what the cause was? Or is no, it just one just, of those things that day. comes and goes? It's just a day. It's like having a migraine one day. You nut your ass. What are you doing here? Um, everyone. I like to think every single person on planet. George Clooney's had an itchy asshole. Yeah, George man. Clooney has itched his asshole. Itchy assholes are the great leveler, eh? Even like royalty. Even the even Queen. Jacob Rockefeller himself. Queen Elizabeth II has itched her asshole. I once did a tour in Parliament when I was young. I was like fifteen at the time, and. I think his name was Jonathan Hunt. He was the old Speaker of the House in New Zealand. He took us around for a tour. And he showed us a toilet where the Queen had taken a dump. (laughs) (laughs) And it always cracked me up. It was like, that was kind of, that was his itchy arsehole. He was like, the Queen shat in this toilet. Yeah, They used to call that man the uh, Minister of Wine and Cheese because he was very large. The old Speaker of the House. Everyone's got organs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Everyone has bodies. Carrie Bradshaw. Sarah Jessica Parker. Samantha, what's her last name? Jones. Yes. Miranda, someone, and Charlotte, someone. The gals of Sex and the City. I think it's it's prudent at this point, Tim, to ask you, have you watched the TV show? I've watched a little bit because I recognized Aiden when he came on the scene, but I had his profession wrong because I thought he was a a scientist or a a geologist geologist or something. No, he he buys, he's he's an exporter. He's a rug man. He's an importer, exporter. He's a rug man. From the George Costanza School of Money Making. But I, you know, I was familiar with Big. I was familiar enough with Big, I think, to know that this is quite a divergence from his character on the show and not in a positive way. They've really, like, schmucked him up for this. I could feel the want for sassy Sex and the City TV dialogue coming through early in the script. You know when it was just the gals gas-bagging and there were sort of quips and jibes? and But it felt... I mean, I think I laughed quite a... You know, a, a, definitely over a handful of times, but yeah. it felt sort of belaboured. Um, 
Well, the same. There was one man who wrote, directed, and produced this film, which is always a red flag for me <laughs> that you're dealing with a uh, bit of an ego project. And I, I think that's right. I think this is. You I know, don't think it's an ego project. I think it's a, it's a pay. I mean, for, should we should we just quickly run through the plot of the film? Yeah, that's a good idea because you can do it with this movie. Yeah, I mean, this is there, there's you can hang your hat on plot points and it's it's inescapable that we're going to have some comparisons early on to Grown Ups too because we've just got out of that pool, we've got out of the icy cold one. We're in the spa now, you know. We're in the spa of Sex in the City too with the gas. You want to call it a spa? I'm calling it a spa because the spa is real nice when you first get in. And then it dehydrates you slowly, and you can also catch really terrible stuff from a spa. A spa is, I think, the reason why I'm so blocked up right now. Went to Wanaka, jumped in a spa, didn't put my head under, but I think I still picked up some Never bugs Never put in your there. head under a spa. Although, when I was a teen, I used to put my head under the spa all the time. What were you doing down there? Just, like, breaking the rules, <laughs> like a legend. God damn it, you're a loose cannon, man. Someone needs to put a leash on this guy. Am so, right? the movie opens... Carrie Bradshaw is narrating her life. Yeah, and she's doing like a nice retrospective where they do these shots from 20 years prior of her first turning up in NYC. Great opportunity. It's a fashion movie. Great opportunity for some fashion gags. You sort of get to see uh, the fashion of the mid-80s in New York City. See what Samantha and the gals were all wearing. And uh, it sort of, it moves along in a reasonable clip. The it's, girls are going to a wedding. Can I just say, it's amazing that through, I don't know how many seasons there were of Sex in the City, I'm going to say seven, six. That sounds good to Something me. about there. That they hadn't like tapped that little gold mine of going into the origin stories. And they seem to go through it really quickly at the start of the movie and just skip over it. Which, if you're a fan of the TV show, would be like a pretty big be, deal. Yeah, but that's not how they we, all met. That's not how you get your movie paid for. You get your movie paid for by the Abu Dhabi Tourism Board. You don't get your movie paid for by like fashion houses of the 80s. But we jump ahead. <laughs> so jump they ahead. go to a wedding between, uh, as, as explicitly stated by Charlotte, her gay best friend and Carrie's gay best friend. Yeah. and um, Stanford's very funny in the, um, in the series. A lot funnier than he is in the movie. He's very Was Stanford the one wearing glasses? Or the yes, Italian he's the one guy. all dressed in white, not the Italian guy. I forget that guy's name. Well, anyway, uh, we go to... And we're seeing the money on display in the movie at this point. It is a it is a garish wedding. Yeah. It garish? Ge- garish? Garish? Lots of gear. <laughs> lots of gear. Gear everywhere. Lots gear of kit. Gear in the bathroom. Lots of technical kit. <laughs> There's chandeliers. I'm chalking that up to gear. Sandbags lying around. A lot light of water. Stands. I think there's a lot of water. Yeah, swans. There's a lot of talk about the swans. So we're talking constantly about a big old gay wedding. And but we yeah, must big, refer to it as a gay wedding every yeah, time we say the word wedding. Big is not able to reconcile in his, in his brain that what he's going to is a wedding. Yeah. There's a very funny Key and Peel sketch about that. Have you seen it? No. God, I wish we watched Key and Peel every week. <laughs> um... Anyway, so so the, we do the wedding. We do the wedding. There's a brief uh, There's, back and forth about kids, about the, yeah, yeah. Carrie and Big the, not the, having kids. The wedding serves to open up um, sort of fractures in the relationships between the, the girls and their husbands or families uh, that will play out throughout the film. And you can actually see what they're doing. Which is, as someone who spent a year watching Grown Ups 2, quite exciting. But also as someone who knows the movie is 2 hours and 20 minutes long and they're telegraphing the shit out of these plot lines, is actually really worrying. 
It's a very confusing feeling. Yeah, we did. We talked about that as it was on. The concern that ran through my head and, and your head as well, I'm sure, that like we can see the plot points coming now. We hadn't seen it yet. We're about to watch it 51 more times. Look, I mean, it's, it's not worth... I think what we should do right now, Tim, is just enjoy the shiny new toy and, yeah. and not think about... Not consider what lies ahead. Okay, so... One step at a time. We do the wedding. What's after that? Uh, do we see my favourite extra after that? No, yeah, no, what happens after... No, oh yeah, maybe. They go out for breakfast. Oh, Carrie's having relationship problems. Mr. Big, it's their anniversary, this two-year wedding anniversary. She gets Mr. Big a very well-advertised Rolex watch. He buys some very well-advertised Sobu for dinner. Like, these aren't plot points so much as sales pitches. No, no, no. He brings back Sobu Express, uh, the best takeout you can get in NYC. It's, a new, it's a new joint. Forget Blaze Pizza. <laughs> Put a line through Blaze Pizza, folks. Sobu, Sobu is here to stay. Sobu is, is the Fuck, new sponsor of the worst idea of all time. celebrity is a stakeholder in Sobu and just hunt them down and tattoo them on my derriere. So, Speaking of, just quick, I'm no, so, you're skipping ahead. Okay. You can't reveal that yet. Some people haven't seen Sex of the City too, and it was very exciting when what you're about to say happened on screen. Um, so he brings back Sobu. So Carrie is expressing discontent at the fact that John, aka Big, wants to stay at home and watch TV all the time. It's their anniversary. He, she rather gets him, him that a vintage Rolex watch. 1968 submarine Rolex watch. And in the return, same one that James Bond has. I think it is. Including the... Um, the garage wire. Yeah. It was a little Bert addition goes out, for me. tries out the wire, kills the doorman. Kills Samantha <laughs> accidentally. Revives her using uh, the magic goes, elixir that was given to him. That would be an interesting plot point if he went like Michael Hutchins on her and they did a bit of choky sex, but it got out of hand and then... Uh, At one point, died. I really wanted Liam Neeson... Like, I wanted Samantha to be taken in Abu Dhabi, and then they had to call up Liam Neeson, and he comes into the film. And anyway, we're getting distracted. So, he, Big gets Carrie a TV, which he refers to as a state-of-the-art flat-panel screen, which just, like, this movie's not too dated yet. There are a couple of bits where you go, wow, this did come out a few years ago. You know what the most offensive part about this movie to me was, Tim? There's a lot the of idea that there. four grown women are walking around using blackberries in 2010. <laughs> That's fucking bull. No one in their right mind was using a blackberry five years ago. Fair enough. This was probably... this. Blackberry is Kmart in this film. It's their one last roll of the dice. They pump their whole marketing budget. Well... If it's good enough for Barack Obama two years ago, it's good enough for really? Samantha Jones four years ago. Yeah, I think the State Department only let them have BlackBerry. Oh, no. Is that, is he there, really wanted to hold on to his BlackBerry. Maybe it, that would be a security thing, though, presumably for the... Yeah. Because yeah. Apple's taken... Real, but then he got an iPhone. Obama did an iPhone, so they just, like, souped it up with security. The State Can Department you do did that? Whatever. He did it. Can the state? Can like the state department? Well, the Secret Service, maybe. I don't know who who deals with that shit. But I mean, can the tech people at the White House outwit Apple? Well, they can build stuff onto it. I see. I don't know how it works, mate. You're a tech. What am guy. I, a software engineer? <laughs> working for the working thing in Cupertino? Right no, I'm not. At number one, Infinity Drive, whatever it's uh, called. So they're having relationship problems. Big bought carrier, study a flat screen television. And she's then, none too happy about she's it like, though, guys. What the fuck? We're married. You're a piece of shit. You, I bought your Rolex, you 
idiot. Yeah, and you bought a TV, which is kind of blatantly for you as much as it is for me. Scene. So now we're having lunch, I think, with the ladies. Roughly. Pretty much. Nah, what happens now? Out of the blue, and they like they use this purely as a plot device. Oh, by One the way, s- we're at the wedding for a long time, and Liza Minnelli is there with dancers who are dressed and as Liza Minnelli. If, are we doing the shining light? This I think we have yeah, to do the shining out, light. Bro. Liza Minnelli's cover of "Single Ladies" by Beyonce with two backup dancers uh, is my shining light this week. That was a real joy to watch. Liza Minnelli, who, as you correctly stated in the movie, to me will be Lucille too. Yeah, Lucille too is in the movie. Yeah, she is, and she's got Lucille too backup and dancers. I don't know how old she is, like three hundred and twelve, but she looks fantastic and she can move. Yeah, she's had a lot of work done. She outdances Kim Cattrall, um, which was very exciting for me. That was my shining light. So now, I what think- happens is Samantha gets a call from an old lover and uh, client. God, you're good at remembering. She used stuff to be the publicist. Movie. Yeah, um, and he's like, for no real reason, you call. Wait, he about, doesn't fucking really come back. Not at all. Jesus. <laughs> he's just like, yo, I'm in Abu Dhabi. You're a really good publicist. Come, come here. Come to the premiere in New York. And she's like, okay. Then she gets the girls to come along. Um, the crazy thing is, we say that like this is all in the opening fifteen. It takes. Over an hour for them to touch down in Abu Dhabi, and it well, is the premise of the film that they're there. We haven't even got to talk about why they go to Abu Dhabi because the, there was a, it's a very meta the way they broached the topic of the girls going to Abu Dhabi in the film. Yeah, it's crazy, guys. Listen to this. Listen to guy explain it to you. So they go to the movie premiere, and at the premiere, uh, Samantha's old love interest, who's the star of whatever the movie is, uh, is sitting down with Samantha and some very powerful people from. The Abu Dhabi. I don't know if it's a tourism board. I don't know what the official title of what they what they're doing is, but it's essentially a tourism board, and um, they pretty much pitch like they pitch what I imagine the Abu the real Abu Dhabi tourism board pitched to the studio. Uh, they pitched that in the world of the film to Samantha. So they're like, so the come premise, to Abu Dhabi and advertise it for us. The premise of the physical film getting made plays out on screen within the film that got made. And it's 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 kind of fucking freaky to watch. A play within a play. It's re- referencing the, the process very, of how the play got made. Referencing the bard, I do believe. It's very strange. But um, so that happens. And then Samantha's like, cool. So she runs up her gaggle. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Of whores, and they all go... To, and I, I don't mean whores in a sexual sense. I mean it in a capitalist sense. Because yeah. this movie is... Everyone should be ashamed of this movie. I am, and I had nothing to do with it. The, I know we're skipping ahead now, but like... There's bits where it briefly reminds you of how much normal people earn, like ever so briefly, especially when they're in the United Arab Emirates and they're being waited on hand and foot by literal servants in the modern age. And so there'll be a brief discussion about like one of the servants who has to work all the time and his wife has to work in India just so they can scrape together enough money to raise their family or whatever. And, it, and then it cuts straight from that fucking scene to a banquet. The girls are enjoying a banquet. And I would be breakfast. totally okay with that if that was your bog standard buffet layout at the hotel. Well, not okay, but more okay with it. But then one of their servants comes in when Charlotte or someone sits down and she's like, what do you want to order for breakfast? Which implies that the other three women ordered about 50 eggs Benedict, 100 fruit salads, fuck knows how much granola, scones, pastries, orange juice, champagne, cocktails. There's three of you. What the fuck are you doing? They're just ordering food to look at it. Like, can I have 50 croissants, please? Yeah. Will you be eating them? No, No. not today. (laughs) Just bring them to me so I can look at them and then throw them all away. I would like 50 ornamental croissants (laughs) on my (laughs) breakfast table. Post haste, please. Abdul? Yeah, you don't say Gasson when you're in no. the United Arab Emirates. Jesus Christ, it's offensive, guy. My God. Uh, anyway, so they go to Abu Dhabi. I don't even want to explain the plot. Yeah, like, all of their, like Aiden, Aiden turns up. I'm just going to spoil it for you guys. I don't give a shit. Aiden turns up, who's Carrie's old <gasps> flame. What? We skipped over the exciting part of the film premiere. What was that bit? So... Kim Cattrall is wearing this really sassy, youthful dress, presumably from Chanel oh, or yeah, Dior. Fuck, yeah, uh, I couldn't actually. Fi- yeah, it's funny this high fashion movie because, uh, like, if you're really on the cutting edge of fashion, it also means that about one to two to maybe five years later, you're gonna look really <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you look like a bit of a goose, eighty <laughs> percent of the time. So anyway, she's wearing this youthful number on the red carpet, and who should be standing next to her, wearing the identical dress, modelling for the paparazzi, but. Miley fucking Cyrus is in this movie. Guys, no one warned us about this. No one told us Miley Cyrus is in this movie. We just got tattoos of her fucking boyfriend in Los Angeles, and now we're going to have to get some goddamn Miley tats. That's another thing we haven't talked about very much or at all, actually, on the podcast. Since Patty, we haven't recorded anything since Patty tweeted at us. Oh, yeah, man. He found but, out. Like, Patty knows. Miley, like, first of all, We've probably been in a discussion between Patrick Schwarzenegger and Miley Cyrus, which is amazing. Post-coital. And secondly, Miley Cyrus has probably seen my ass. (laughs) High five, buddy. That's awesome. Lots of people have seen her ass, but not that many people have Have shown their ass to her. 
<laughs> they probably have. <laughs> she 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 always makes. I hear she makes really weird demands at her concerts now. Oh yeah. She's everything's hypersexualized. She gets people to spit on each other. <laughs> yeah, everyone's <laughs> spit on each other what for a, me. What an amazing request that would be to all of her fans. Degrade yeah. each other for me. I'm filming you, dirty, you dirty, you dirty little piglets. You're Miley's dirty little piglets. Spit on each other like piglets. <laughs> Get down on all fours, and I want you to spit on everyone next to you. Yeah, I ruffle up that hair. She's avant garde. <laughs> I was so happy to see her just because it created this incredible um sort of almost cosmic sense that everything's going to be okay we're meant to be doing this yeah it's like um when you're in a really heavy psychedelic trip and sometimes it doesn't go as well as you like do you have like um anchor points that you go to because i'll like i'll think of usually it's a, a a partner or something like a girlfriend or something i'll be like i'm gonna get through this 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 person loves me and i'll get to the end of the road and, I, and get back yeah, to yeah, them yeah i've had that as well so that's like miley cyrus my, is your anchor point she's my anchor point of this movie the first because i mean as i say the length of this movie to me is terri- <laughs> terrifying <laughs> terrifying your eyes are popping out of your head and so i was really wigging out and um seeing miley there kind of at such an early point in the film really brought me back down to earth and I was very appreciative he means early in relative terms yeah. <laughs> we're still talking like in like 35 40 minutes 45 so. minutes in the Sex and the City 2 world um, Miley also her appearance in the film is pre-wrecking ball so yeah she like, it's a much more she looks um, great she's clean cut edition of when full was, of cheeks full of cheeks I've yeah. noticed as well. She's got that more chip monkey she was, face. Which that I was prefer. probably around the same era when she did that fantastic cover of Dolly Parton's Jolene. Yeah. And uh when she also was still spouting things like I you'll I'm never Christian. see me smoking marijuana, I'm not a loser. Did she say that? Yeah, she said something along those lines. Oh my god, it's but like the Britney trajectory. You can't hold a, a a teenager up to what they profess. Well that's so true because she's Must got be using being a child star. Yeah, man. It'd be so hard. It'd be really awful. Just look at what's his name. You know who I'm talking about? Justin Bieber. No, dude. No, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Who's he? Oh, dude. He like. I'm gonna grim you out, but he was a he was a child star. I don't in a think bunch I want to have this conversation. He was in the what's it called? The fucking. Oh, so Breakfast many people Club listening right something? now. It was the something boys. So many people listening right now are gonna be like, Tim, you're a fucking idiot. The name of the movie is. But guess what, guys? I don't remember it, and I'm not gonna Google it. It's all right. But anyway, he like came out years later, like recently, a couple of years ago, and blew the lid on some child sex scandals and shit that were happening oh. around Hollywood. Bad shit, bad institutional shit. We've we're veering into dangerously yeah, sorry. far away territory <laughs> from from the lighthearted oh, oh, romp through the desert that is Sex in the City too. So I don't the know gu- if it is that lighthearted though this no. movie because it's intending to be profound and it's tripped over being massively offensive, but at no point in between is it lighthearted. It is lighthearted. I don't know, man. I do know. I do know that this is probably the most we'll ever enjoy watching Sex in the City too. I'll tell you what. Like, I, I really, I didn't mind watching it. No, it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool to watch a Your movie main, I haven't seen before. Main complaint. Bit long. Bit long. Um, this movie needed a damn good edit. There's no question about that. And the script needed a really damn good edit as well. But sometimes movies get made like that. They're a bit a bit flabby, you know? We should we should um, motor through the plot for the people. Why? Well, They've got enough. No, they don't. She fucking passes Aiden. Yeah. 
and it fixes her relationship with Mr. Big. Boom, movie, the end. And Charlotte is struggling being a mother. Which, and this may sound kind of harsh, Charlotte is not a mother. Charlotte has got this nanny who's working with her kids full time. She's a, Yeah, the nanny's putting in 24 hours. And it's like, I, I, I am loath to throw fucking judgment at parents because I have no concept of what it would be to, to, to be a parent. <laughs> That's exactly how you preface throwing judgment at parents. <laughs> but I will say this. No offense, <laughs> but the most offensive thing I can say. But you know what I mean? Like, she keeps going on about how hard motherhood is and shit. And it's like, well... You You've don't got know. No idea, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You're You've not doing it. You just upped and left your entire life to go swan around Abu Dhabi. She was like in a million different outfits, worth more than presumably what you pay the nanny who is raising your children. In a year, she like she very briefly goes, and quite rightly, I've got a husband and two young children. I can't go to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that it's, fucking makes sense. That's what a sensible person would do. And then the girls are like, "Nah, you should come." And she's like, "Okay." No, then Samantha's like, "I went to your kid's birthday party." And then Miranda's like, oh, birthday party, pulling out the big guns. And then Charlotte's like, all right, twist my arm. That is a false equivocation. They are not the same. Going to a child's birthday party and traveling to Abu Dhabi for two weeks but is not you know, the same. This is the thing is, I don't know the show well enough, but you know Samantha, children's birthday parties isn't her thing. Abu Dhabi, bro, is not Charlotte's thing. I agree. I would argue Abu Dhabi was also not Samantha's thing. Because yeah, she got true. into all sorts of trouble because she kept disrespecting the culture. Oh, the fun she got up to, you guys. You guys, I wish you were here with us watching while Samantha was up to all her sexy hijinks in the Middle East. Oh, how we laughed as she rocked you know, through her sexual escapades with Middle Eastern men who look very exotic do, and sexy. Do you know who threw a lot of money at this movie? Who? Suzanne Summers. Jesus, did she what? She wrote a, a book, fucking book. She wrote a book called Breakthrough, I guess, five years ago, because the movie came out in 2010, that mustn't have been selling well, and it, her publicist just threw a shit ton of copies of the book, probably not any money. I guess someone in the movie did it to Suzanne out of a personal favour. You would, If you were being paid in books for the amount of coverage this got in this movie... You would need to be like building buildings like, out of the amount of books. I like that the she thing had. that all of the sponsors just did contra deals. So Sobu <laughs> only gave the movie like they catered they for catered a week. The entirety of the they Not catered even all the whole the movie, just one week of the movie. No, because this like Sex in the City. Rolex a, let them use a watch that they had to <laughs> return at the end of the movie. You are you are downplaying the cultural importance of Sex in the City, man. This franchise in its heyday was a juggernaut yeah i know i'm I'm not i don't mean to downplay that i think that uh this is this is not part of the this is not part of the what's legacy i don't know this is the franchise this isn't part of the franchise so it's like how i view home alone 3 and how some people view home alone 2 this is a bloated cash grab and and uh this is phantom menace of sex in the city i haven't seen yeah, I'm not a Star Wars guy. I haven't seen a single Star Wars. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen a Star Wars. That is a Lucille line. I'll go and see a Star Wars. <laughs> Very good, AD. Very good writing. Um, the writing's not like universally terrible. It's very ham-fisted and there's, like you the, said well, before, the, I think, lots of forced sass. I think um, also the fact that the, the actors know the characters inside out does mean that they, they can lend a sense of emotion to the film yeah like it's not like 
like you can there are, there's there's pathos there's emotional connection and interplay between the characters but it's just imagine if there was six seasons of grown-ups the tv show it's <laughs> actually really, it's a really good concept and precursor we should, to the movies we should write it shut your dirty whore mouth guy Things that get said on this podcast while we're in the, the giddy aftermath of You're watching a guy, movie. You're the guy, the number of awful ideas you've thrown at me <laughs> through the last year. Yeah. So take it from a guy who knows. Be careful what you say. Look, Tim, I'm exciting. I'm, <laughs> you are exciting. No, I'm not exciting. I'm no, excited. No, you are exciting. I scrambled my brain. You're an exciting person. We just took the first step on a journey into the desert together. And, um, you know... We don't know how much water we've brought. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm okay with this. This is going to be okay. The biggest concern I have is is simply the amount of time it's going to take up in the week. Because yeah. this is a very much longer film than Very Grown-ups much 2. a longer film. <laughs> by a whopping 56 minutes. Is it? Is it that much? Oh, no, it's not. What was Grown Ups? An hour 41. This is 2.26. 2 is 120. 2.20 is 2.40. 240 and 106. I don't know. You do the math. 24101. Yeah. No. Nah, well, look. No, nah, what? What is it? One, 141 is 40 minutes longer. Okay. That doesn't seem right. But it is right. Oh, but it is right. It's completely right. Guy, I don't know, man. Like. Hey, you don't need to know. Tim, the TV no one's show asking you questions. was good. And then the first movie might have been okay. And then this movie. I can't help but compare to Grown Ups 2, which is absurd. Like, no one did that at the theatre. No one went to Sex in the City 2 and went, oh, actually, Grown Ups 2 came out way after. Yeah. No one, yeah. We're literally the first people to compare those two films. And no, we're going to do such a good job not. of it by the end. Yeah, bro. Think about it. They're we're from just completely disparate worlds. And I've had this conversation. No, I like with, to think they exist in the same universe. Can you imagine a crossover? Wow. No. My mind is like reeling at the thought. God, imagine that of like Kevin... J- so Kevin James like somehow had to come with them. Kevin James... Okay, so Paul Blart, Mall Cop, whatever the fuck his name is, right, is Lamonsoff. Lamonsoff had to go into the witness protection program after something went up with after Tommy some- Kavanagh. Yeah. And Tommy Kavanaugh threatened to kill him. He gets relocated, starts as a mall cop, um, carrying the girls need security when they go to Abu Dhabi to look after them because they're women in the United Arab Emirates. And he gets assigned somehow. And suddenly we're dealing with the slapstick, fart, burp humor of Kevin James as Paul Blart, as Eric Lamonsoff <laughs> in Sex and the City 2. I like Imagine it. that. I like where your head's at. Me too. I think... I th- can I talk about my favorite bit of the movie? Because I had a shining light. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Big time. Can. Pretty early on in the movie. Who's having coffee? I think it's Carrie and Big. I think No, the- it's the it's the it's the girls. Oh, it's it's, weird. All, it's okay. the it's the lunch meeting when they're planning to go to Abu Dhabi. Okay. So they're all together and I saw it. Cause you know that thing I was describing how I can't focus on shit that's in focus now? Yeah. It started in Grown Ups 2, but it's bled to other films. I've never seen this movie before, but I couldn't do it in this either. I was constantly looking around at background actors already. And I saw one guy in that scene who was just 
minding his own business, drinking a cup of coffee. And I just said to you, I said, that's my favorite extra in the movie. Watch that guy. And then he proceeds to just and fucking... two consecutive shots. Three. Yeah. There's so three. The first one you said, then in two more shots, this guy is... Just pounding the coffee. <laughs> he, so they'll do... He's over Carrie's shoulder. He's sipping a coffee. They do a cutaway to Samantha to say like a monosyllabic witty retort. They cut back to Samantha. He's back for another round. He's, he's taking another sip. Now they're over to Charlotte who's got some disparate comment to make, disparaging against someone or she's, you know, crying or whatever. <laughs> Very quickly, we're back to Carrie. Over the shoulder. Boom, that guy's up for another sip of his cafe. And then... He's fucking off. Yeah, it's three shots of him just pounding caffeine. Then on the fourth shot, he's in the background. He just ups and leaves, presumably to go close a fucking massive deal. Because <laughs> that guy is getting shit done. He's who Carrie should have wound up with. Forget Aiden, forget Big. She needs to turn around in the Big cafe. Big also was pounding quite a lot of caffeine in this He movie. was all about the espresso. They have this weird state-of-the-art coffee machine. And the only way they could like crowbar it into the movie to get part of their bills paid was this like pan up shot so that it showed the time of the morning it looks identical to those nespresso ads with george clooney in them where they the coffee machine also looked like a piece of shit yeah it didn't look great look that's all we got time for i want budgets on this movie i'm gonna go do some googling we'll come back next week but guy i'm i'm feeling i i'll be honest i'm feeling concerned about the time don't worry about the time but um i'm feeling okay watch one i'm feeling okay it's not the greatest movie ever made but, you know, I've seen worse. I've seen worse over 50 times. Uh, yeah, you know what, Tim? I also, you know, as I said, first step on an exciting journey. Tim okay. and Guy. TimandGuy.com. Put it there. Let's shake on it. Well done. We made it through the first one. We'll catch you guys next see, week. See you next week. See you on the internet. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.